Welcome to the Purposeful Fitness with Coach Ola, where I dive in deeper into holistic health and fitness topics that will help you stay inspired, motivated, and dedicated to living a purposeful fit life while pursuing for the Akhirah. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the 21st episode with Coach Ola. Today we have Omar Adam, who is a personal trainer. We're going to talk about on how to keep our momentum during Ramadan. Omar Adam is a certified personal trainer. He studied BA Sport Development at University of Northampton and graduated in 2017. He will tell us all about himself. So let's welcome Omar. Assalamu alaikum, Akhi Omar. Wa alaikum salam, Sister Ola. How are you? Alhamdulillah. By the way, he is known as Akhi Omar and I had to mention that. So Omar, tell us about yourself and what you currently do. So I'm a personal trainer and online coach and I'm located in Leicester, so in UK and work with mainly males. So I don't really train any females face to face or one to one anyway, but um, I do take on female clients online. Anyway, I focus on uh, weight loss and want to help males become better version of, versions of themselves by obviously becoming stronger in the gym by weight training in the gym, but also healthier overall and eating a healthy, balanced diet and living an active lifestyle. That's what I try to push males to do. Because nowadays it's sad to see a lot of people living sedentary lifestyles. So I get a lot of clients who are like working office jobs and not moving very much throughout the day. So I get them in the gym and um, yeah, we take it from there and try to get them moving and become active and healthy. That's awesome. So how did your whole passion for fitness started and what got you into being a personal trainer? What happened? Um, well, it started in college, really. When I went to through school, I, I enjoyed uh, PE a lot. So I used to play football a lot and just enjoyed sports in general. And then moving into college, I decided to do a fitness instructing level two co- uh, qualification. And that was part of like a side course. And it was pretty easy and I knew most of the exercises already. So I found it very easy and I was like, probably, it's not, not, not nothing like serious. But like a lot of people didn't enjoy it, didn't pass it. But alhamdulillah, I passed it easily. It wasn't uh, difficult at all. But as soon as I finished, I got a job there at, this, at the college as a fitness instructor. And that's how it kind of built from there. And then, um, yeah, I started enjoying fitness instructing. So I did that and I still do the fitness instructing hours just to keep me like it humbles you in a way as well. So you know that where you started. So yeah, that's where I've started as a fitness instructor in a college gym. So I do that alongside my personal training still as well. So yeah, that's how it started for me. That's so gym. cool. So since I also teach group fitness classes, what do you yeah. like more? Do you like the group uh, side um, more or the one-on-one? <laughs> I do one-on-one, but I do want to get into the group inshallah after Ramadan. That's what I want to start doing a bit more group work as well so you do main, uh, mainly group work then i do both i train one-on-one and group at george mason but i also want to get onto the whole group after ramadan however yeah. like i know a lot of fitness professionals out there also agree that it's because when you are in a group setting it's hard to correct people and yeah. oftentimes we see a lot of wrong form and it's not good that's to keep it. doing the exercise over and over if the form is wrong so that's that part is kind of yeah no exactly that's <laughs> yeah. what puts me off doing the group because then it's like you don't you're not teaching them properly but at the same time it's it's good to get a, get him in a group because some people feel more motivated in a group so there's that as well so it's just uh, one of them i guess so but it's sometimes you can make a smaller group as well so like instead of having a group of 10 maybe a group of four or five and then you can focus on them better 
No, it yeah. just depends. Smaller group is better to correct. So yeah. then what is your favorite type of training? So for me, it's the bodybuilding style training, but not necessarily just bodybuilding. So it's more functional and moving. I don't just go in the gym and uh, focus on one body part. I do like a split routine of like an upper lower body split. But I do like hitting it in a bodybuilding kind of style where I'm hitting a certain amount of reps that making sure there's progressive overload uh, overload increase so the muscles are growing and getting stronger but I like looking after my body from in that sense of becoming stronger in the gym lifting heavier weights each week and stuff like that rather than like body weight training or anything like that I'm not really into that although I do a lot of pull-ups and press up throughout the session or just in my free time I do stuff like that but when I go to the gym then it's mainly just weight training for me awesome yeah. That's we're opposite here because I'm a huge on resistance training and uh, outdoor stuff. <laughs> no, I do. I, um, I do like that kind of stuff as well, yeah, yeah. but I don't really do it because the weather here in the UK is not great. Yeah, I so know. I've been to London easy. before, yeah. and it's depressing sometimes. <laughs> it can be it can be really depressing. That's what makes it harder for people to want to exercise here. I think the weather's just never happy. Like in the morning today, it's been nice, and now it looks like it's gonna rain again. So, <laughs> just yeah. how it is. So then during Ramadan, what is your typical workout routine? So during Ramadan, I don't try to, I don't, see, I don't focus on it completely where I'm just like, oh, I need to go to the gym. If I can get a session in, then I will go and train. But if I try to go, I'll do three days a week. So my split, it would be three full body sessions or two upper and one lower body session. Now, I don't like focusing too much on lower body because we've got, we got to pray and stand. So because of that, I don't want to put pressure on my leg to have to stand throughout the prayer and then it just affects my prayers and I don't want to pray because my legs are in pain or something. So I just try to focus more on my upper body and it's more of the similar stuff that I do throughout my normal sessions, just more rest in between if I need to and just keeping the weight not too heavy but not light as well. So moderate weight, always keeping it moderate and being able to get pushed through it a bit more as well. Not not being too easy on yourself but not being making it too difficult where you need to break and drink some water stuff like that because we can't drink water obviously so yeah just try to keep it balanced in my sessions so you do keep up with your bodybuilding gym or you change it up it is yeah it's still not it's just to make sure that i try to keep as much uh, muscle tissue as possible so my goal in ramadan is to retain as much muscle tissue as possible so to in order to do that the first thing you have to do is to weight train Otherwise, you're not going to keep any muscle tissue. The, the minute I stop training in Ramadan, I just lose a lot of weight. I lose all my muscle. And it's like, well, after Ramadan comes, I've got to start all over again kind of thing. So in that sense, if I can go to the gym, then I'll do yeah, the bodybuilding style. But just moving into like moving from one exercise to the other, but a different muscle group. So it won't be hitting chest uh, for one session or back, like I said before. So that's how it'd be. So do you do any... Um, from my understanding, do you do any body uh, home workouts if you don't go to the gym? Mm, no, I well press ups. That's about it. Nothing, uh, nothing else at home. I just <laughs> I don't. I don't really enjoy home workouts at all. I can't follow a home workout routine. I need to go to the gym. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So then in England, how long is fasting? Because I'm um, actually I haven't counted the USA time yet, but I was wondering about England and like uh, in England, we've got it works between eighteen to twenty hours long each day. So depending, wow. some we have uh, different uh, timings here. So some people follow like a shorter time. Some people follow a longer time. So it's just anywhere between eight, 18 and 20 hours though. So in that case, do you work out before iftar or like? Yeah. So sorry. Yeah. My ex, uh, my workout would be straight before iftar. Definitely. Yeah. 
because not before iftar sorry before the asr prayer because i say to anyone that's my clients or anyone that asks me i tell them if you can't go after tarawih then go before asr because then you want to pray you you want to be in the masjid between asr and maghrib do you get it so between them times you want to be in the masjid so before that you can go and work out and that way it's not affecting your worship do you get it so a lot of people yeah. end up going to the gym at the main main kind of time where you kind of want to be in a masjid you want to recite your quran you want to pray your salah you want to make dua and a lot of people are not making the most of that time so i tell them that you're better off going throughout the day or just before asr then you come home get ready go pray asr go pray in the masjid and then you stay there till maghrib that'll be more beneficial for you than stay spending the time the most beneficial time in the wrong place You don't want to be in the gym all the time, but if you can get out and do it another time throughout the night, just say after tarawih before suhoor, then that'd be a good idea as well. But I can't do that. That's why I would do it before asr prayer. I'm also not a big fan of after tarawih gym visit, and yeah. I know it's not. I know not a popular opinion because I've seen, uh, and even like my local community <laughs> and whatnot, like they do a lot of there's a, a like after like nighttime workout, yeah. which is good, but. I don't know. As a, I don't know, because when I shared that opinion with my friends, it, they gave me their feedback, and I know it wasn't very accepted and whatnot. But it's, in my opinion, especially as a woman, it's better for us to be like after, like tarawih and stuff to go back home, and like, because from a man perspective and a woman perspective, maybe you can ship in your thoughts about this too. But a lot of time, women have don't have time to work out before because. They're the ones who are taking care of iftar preparation, yeah. families, for example, and what have you. So the only best time would probably be after at nighttime. And so, do you do you feel like that could be another factor? I want to see yeah. from a male perspective. For uh, would you say for male? Oh, are you saying for males or females then? Like to, to work out. Like to work out, I feel like some of the not ex- like some of the uh, roadblocks for working yeah. out. During Ramadan, before iftar, for some women, could be the yeah, time no, no, to you know prepare iftar and that kind of stuff. So no, definitely that that'd be a, quite a hard time. That's why I'd say even for the females, then if they could go before asr prayer, that might be better for them. I don't know if they're prepping at that time though. Some females do it between asr and maghrib prayer. So just depends on what time you're doing it. But throughout the day, I wouldn't recommend it personally. But if you can, then if you can do it in the evening later after tarawih, then that'll be better for you. If you can, if you've got time, and it's not affecting your lifestyle, it just depends on how everyone's lifestyle is as well. Some people can make time for it, and other people want to make time for it, but they can't. And if you can't, then don't force yourself because it's not something that you have to do in Ramadan as well. That's what I try to tell my clients anyway. Yeah. So does that help? It does help, and that's why it's also important to not cut it all off, but keep yeah, yeah, it yeah. keep it light. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, so. And, 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 Sorry, if a usual gym session lasts around sixty sixty minutes, uh, in Ramadan I'd I'd cut it to forty minutes. Oh, so well, I was gonna to, say yeah. like thirty minutes. Good for you. <laughs> thirty minutes to forty minutes is more than enough, I think. Especially if it's not light work and it's, uh, it's keeping you moving and keeping you breathing slightly, then it's more than enough. Thirty minutes three times a week, and that's not a lot of time if you think about it. It's it's easy. It's not too hard to achieve. Yes, ten minutes dynamic warm up, a little session right there, like twenty minutes yeah. light and resistance. Yeah. That's thirty minutes right there, and then static stretching. And just make sure you're staying active throughout the day by not being lazy and just walking as much as you can as well. Like the men, especially, if they're going to the masjid a lot, then they need to be walking to the masjid and praying. 
that'll be the best thing for them. Even females, if they can go to the masjid and pray, then they should pray or they should try and go walking. That will be more effective, especially for the people that want to necessarily try and lose weight. I, although I don't want to make this about um, losing weight in Ramadan, but a lot of people did ask me. I put a poll up last week on my Instagram and everyone was just asking, how do I lose weight in Ramadan? How do I lose weight in Ramadan? But the thing is, it's an important time for us to worship, but also could help us with our lifestyle, so dieting, etc., and make it easier. That's why just focus on it through Ramadan. Try to be a bit more active. Make sure your food intake is controlled. You're not overeating, especially any time, both times, both uh, iftar and suhoor. Make sure both of them are controlled. Some people eat too much and then they can't do anything else after that and they just want to go to sleep. And they miss out on all the benefits of the month. And then the month goes and they go back to their normal routine. Whereas what you want to do is get a routine through Ramadan if you can by eating moderately, by praying by worshipping and doing things that you should be doing anyway and then you can hopefully inshallah after Ramadan and Eid day comes and the rest of the year carries on you can continue to use what you've built up in Ramadan to take away with you for the rest of the year inshallah and yeah. I just want to mention that it sometimes might not be ideal for like I cannot walk to the masjid there's no way yeah, I can yeah. walk so yeah. if it's ideal go for it and if it's safe as well and yeah, also yeah, I want to when I mentioned that a lot of people, including myself, for example, can e- either they cannot go to the masjid for tarawih or don't feel comfortable or what have you. Yeah. So even if you pray at home, you can still, I've mentioned this before and I want to mention it again, to really keep up with your foam rolling, for example, stretching yeah. and what have you between your salah. So that way you can maintain that flexibility and that whole mobility. And because you yeah. don't want to just lose it because... Our knees can get tired, our body can get tired after like 8 rakahs, 20 rakahs and what have you. So, yeah. you know, take a little break, stretch it out and then get back into it. And that's one of the ways to keep that momentum going on during Ramadan. And so I want to ask you, how do you maintain, how do you manage to keep up with the energy during Ramadan? So to be honest, in Ramadan, it's not too difficult for me. I'm not working. I don't know. Are you working in Ramadan? I, yes. And um, yes. <laughs> so, do you have one-to-one clients? Because I don't. It depends. Like it, my whole schedule, I was like all over the place. I'll be taking courses and okay. working, and yeah. No, that sounds quite good. But okay, for me, it's more of more relaxed, so I can focus on my worship a bit more because I don't really have work in Ramadan. So um, I have a few hours here and there, but it's not like a normal day for me. So I get more time to rest in the in the day. In the night as well. So after my suhoor and fajr, I can sleep and get a good seven, eight hours of continuous sleep. And then I can wake up around 10 o'clock in the morning here and get on with my day from there. But it's not like I'm doing anything where I have to go travel to work or anything. So I'm just basically mainly at home and I'll just be focusing on my content, on my one-to-one online clients, sorry, and just working around them. And then just doing my content from home. So it's nothing too tiring for me and then by staying active as well by moving and luckily for me I can walk to the masjid and it's not too far it keeps me motivated not motivated but it gives me the energy that I need throughout the day so I think that's important but make sure if you the best thing to do is to try to optimize your sleep now if you're trying to train but you're not getting enough sleep then I'd say don't train and focus on your sleep first because you do need to get that sleep especially if you're working throughout the day it can be really really tiring and a lot of people over, like we know how our bodies become so weak in Ramadan and it changes and it's not the same. So by putting too much stress on your body in Ramadan, it's not a good idea, especially if you're not going to get enough sleep. 
and that's going to affect your prayers as well and your eating habits because if you're not sleeping enough it's going to affect your hormones and then you'll end up over consuming in the evening so that's what i'd uh, recommend thank you because i agree and it's very important to take and it's from the sunnah to take a nap time it yeah. does not have to be a two-hour nap it can be a 20-15 minute but before also time as much yeah. as you can and is that ahead. one i think one nap time uh, about noon i think so but then it's not it's ideal. Pay- okay sorry it's called qaylullah i think <laughs> I don't know the technical name, yeah. but I know I've seen I've seen hadith words from this. I even was told that it's better to nap before asr. Yeah, a lot of times it's not ideal. I know, but if you're at work, your lunch time, for example, you could uh, you can could be your nap time, twenty minutes a nap, and like a five ten minutes stretching, and then that way you can balance both of them out: the whole sleeping and the whole yeah. keeping the body in shape. Get up, stretch, move around. Don't just be work, car, home. Yeah. Car, you're not doing any of that mobility, flexibility, or like the resistance strength training going on as well. So since we're getting close, this by the time this episode will come out, it will yeah. be during Ramadan. And what tips or what one tip would you like to share for us to keep that momentum during Ramadan? I think the best thing is we are we know that we're not promised another Ramadan, right? So we don't know if we're going to see next year's Ramadan. So because we've got to make the most of what we've got in the last few days that we've got remaining of this month. So make sure that your worship is on point, like you're focusing on your worship as much as you can. I know it's tiring when you, especially throughout the last, when it gets to past 15, everyone's just waiting for Eid day a lot of the, a lot of the times as well. They're like, oh, I can't wait for Eid to start, uh, to just come. Don't forget that this month like is so blessed and you don't want to waste any time. So keep doing what you're doing. And obviously the reward from this month is just, we don't know what it could be. We could be, we don't know what it is. So just keep focusing on it. And yeah, inshallah, you'll get what you deserve from it. Inshallah. So don't lose hope, you guys. Yeah. Keep up. Even if it's just four rakats of tarawih or eight. Yeah. It's about the quality, you guys, not the quantity in anything in life. So, well, almost anything. So focus yeah. on trying your best day by day. and. Don't like he's. I like what you said. You know, it's true because oftentimes we think, "Oh my gosh, like it is coming." But no, focus on the now yeah. and what you can do, like right now, and then keep going from there. Inshallah. Inshallah, yeah. So then, I know you can't touch base on this, but do you have anything else to say on how do you manage to get energy to wake up early for suhoor, or what advice tips? For me, again, don't really sleep after. So I don't have to wake up because our timing is quite short. So I just stay awake and then sleep after Fajr. So it's easier for me to do that. But not everyone can do that. So the people that can't do that and have a lot of time between their prayer time, Tarawih and Suhoor time, they should try and go to sleep as soon as they come home after Tarawih. They don't, they don't want to be messing around after, the, after in the masjid or talking to people outside. They want to go straight home, try and get to sleep on time. That way, you can get your energy back and you'll be able to hopefully wake up, inshallah, for your suhoor as well. So, the, there's a few key points that I can t- touch up on this. So, obviously, I'd say is make intention. You have to make intention of waking up that you want to wake up. Don't just go to sleep thinking that, oh, yeah, you'll wake up because you you might just be so tired and you might end up sleeping through it. So, make the intention that you're going to wake up and then make dua before you go to sleep. That it's easy become that Allah makes it easy for you to wake up for suhoor. 
a lot of people don't do this and they should because even for Fajr, just say a lot of people want to pray for Fajr, pray Fajr. First of all, you need to make intention and second of all, you need to ask Allah to make it easy for you to wake up so you can wake up. So that's what I'd say. And then number one, the another point is to remember that it's Sunnah. So waking up to have suhoor just before dawn was the practice of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So we don't want to forget that. So try to practice Ramadan as closely to the Prophet. And inshallah, this will not only help you get the most of your Ramadan, but it will set you up with good habits that you will inshallah be able to carry out with you after Ramadan. So that's what you want to do throughout the rest of the year as well. That's, that's, that was quite a strong tip. <laughs> Sorry. Another tip would be if you can pray tahajjud every morning, then try to do this in uh, you can start that in ramadan so that's another sunnah as well so you can add that into your ramadan routine and set a goal to perform this every morning to receive extra blessings inshallah so remember that every good and righteous deed you do perform during this month that's why we should try and do it as much as possible is that the rewards are either 10 70 or 700 times more than normal so that's a lot like if someone was to get, tell you if you if you go and pray you're going to get like Okay, let's just say you're going to work and it's triple pay at work. Everyone's going to want to do that. So in the same way, we know that our reward in this month is so high. So we should try our best, really, really try to do our best. And even the small, smallest of things, don't take them lightly. Because you don't know any of them, any of, anything you do is multiplied by, we don't know how much. So don't underestimate anything. Just keep doing good. And inshallah, it'll help you throughout the rest of the year as well. And number three, to remind yourself of the benefits of suhoor. So waking up to eat suhoor is not a chore. A lot of people feel like, oh, I don't want to wake up. It's so hard. It's going to disturb my sleep. It keeps messing me up. It is a mercy that we are allowed to have this last meal before starting our fast for the next day. So that's a blessing for us to be able to have that. And, it's, and suhoor doesn't only have spiritual benefits to it it's got physical and mental so we've got the fueling of our body with proper food so make sure that your suhoor is has the correct kind of nutrition nutritious foods in there that's what you want to eat you don't want to just eat anything like a lot of people eat cereal the cereal is not bad for you but at the same time is it the cereal that you're choosing have they got a lot of nutritional value in there to be able to give you that edge throughout the rest of the day a lot of people don't do this, don't look into this properly so you need to provide your body with the correct energy to last throughout the day inshallah so make sure that your, the food you're eating has a lot of nutrients fiber vitamins minerals and drinking lots of water as well just so that you feel better throughout the day and it'll, it'll help you feel more confident when you're fasting as well you get it so make sure that that's part of your routine and uh, like i said already try to get to bed early so as soon as you finish from tarawih go home and try to get some rest and also try to get some rest throughout the day whenever you've got a bit of time the more sleep you get the easier you it will be for you to wake up in the morning as well inshallah so try to optimize and prioritize sleep as well as worship that's two things that have to go together and if one of them is lacking, the other one's going to lack too. So if you're not getting enough sleep, you're going to feel lazy on this uh, the side of prayer. And you're most likely going to be overeating when it comes to feeding time. So you're just going to mess up everywhere. That's The whole routine is just going to ruin. And you're not going to enjoy your Ramadan. And it's just going to be like a normal day again. Wake up early. So waking up 5 or 10 minutes before Fajr is probably not the best idea. Try to wake up about 30 to 60 minutes before Adhan or Fajr goes off so you can eat something. This gives you the chance to wake up, wake yourself up properly and be able to actually enjoy the food you're eating as well. So a good idea is to do wudu and tahajjud prayer before eating suhoor 
and then this gives you a good chance to wake up and get yourself nice and hungry as well so you're ready to eat your food before you go and pray fajr and also throughout the day we've already discussed taking naps so taking naps and schedule them so you know a daily nap you're going to have a specific time so some people can have that do that at lunch time so if you want to if you have lunch time free then schedule a daily nap that way and that'll just give you a bit more edge throughout the day as well inshallah so that'll be a good idea for you guys and hopefully that'll make it easier for you to wake up early in the morning and when you come back from work as well you'll have a bit more energy so if you don't want to go to sleep after that it's fine and make sure you commit to suhoor because there is a huge difference between wanting to do something and actually committing to do it so you have to put the intention in your heart like we already discussed so the first thing was to have the intention and then make dua and then wake up for suhoor in the mornings and you will wake up to follow the practice of the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and you will wake up to fuel your body with healthy foods in order to have a better fast throughout the day so don't just fuel yourself with anything but rather fuel yourself with stuff that's going to benefit you throughout the whole day and give you the energy in this blessed month and the last one was to be simple it would be 20 times harder to wake up in the mornings if you do not know what you want to eat so if you want to make your life easier keep your food simple for both iftar and suhoor because simplicity is always key and simplicity is the best and we know from sunnah sim- simplicity is is how the life of the prophet was as well so inshallah stuff like yogurts granola fruit overnight oats cereal protein bars prioritizing protein in your meals as well so eggs chicken fish meat prioritize this as well so just have a balanced diet don't have too much meat don't avoid meat don't have too much veg don't avoid veg don't have too much fruit don't avoid fruit just just have a balance of everything and that way it'll be best for you inshallah gym balls falling you guys so to summarize and amazing tips it's so important to keep up with the sleep because hormones also impact are impacted by this and that would also impact your weight gain which we don't want to do that right and yeah. so keep up with your make sure you're resting enough and i love how you mentioned to give or the intention actually because it's so true sometimes we want to wake up but that we cannot cuz our body cannot wake up but yeah. inshallah you know if we do make that intention before we sleep also sometimes it help us like our eyes will automatically open you guys it it does it happened to me before so there is a power in that but obviously like do make that hardcore intention like i need help you like help me wake up for this yeah. and do this and then the other thing for meal planning and preparation is very important as well so that can help you keep up with the momentum and you guys can go back and hear my episode with Catherine where she also shared amazing tips on how to meal plan and prep during Ramadan thank you so much Omar these were super helpful and i'm going to apply them myself inshallah so inshallah where can someone stay in contact with you so you can find me on instagram so my main platform is instagram so it's at aki omar a k h i o m a r p t or my facebook page is akioma personal training or you can contact me directly onto my website which is www.akioma.com it's not a very not much on there right now it's still new but uh, if you've got any questions you can use my contact form and you can contact me on my website directly inshallah and i'll get back to you as soon as possible inshallah see so you guys can find yeah. in the show notes and jazakallah khair omar barakallah it's been a pleasure Thank you for tuning in. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe today and leave a 5-star review. You can also screenshot and share this episode with a family or a friend. Be strong, be fit, 
بی فیت فور آخرہ